0: Welcome into another episode of the Talking Ball Y'all Podcast, Season 12, Episode 2. Leading off tonight will be Jamie Sisko for the Hancock Lady Halt's basketball team. Next will be Ashley Grader, Papaville Hornet baseball head coach. And last but certainly not least will be head coach Neil Walter for the Pearl River Central Blue Devils baseball team. Should be a great episode. Hope you enjoy. Fred's Westside Pharmacy is a family-owned business that has been serving Picune for over 30 years. They offer light, durable medical equipment for patients such as diabetic testing supplies, walkers, canes, and more. They are open 9 to 530 Monday through Thursday, 9 to 430 on Fridays, and 9 to 12 on Saturdays. If you can't make it into the pharmacy, just call in your prescription and they will deliver it for free. They also offer curbside services. If you're sick, have a car full of kiddos or just in a hurry fred's Westside pharmacy is located at 207 kirkwood street stop by or give them a call today at 601-798-8888 the friendly staff at fred's Westside pharmacy will be waiting to serve you
1: we are now honored to be joined by the athletic director and basketball coach for the ladies side of the hancock hawks and Coach Jamie Cisco, Jamie, thanks for taking time for the podcast.
2: I appreciate you guys having me on today.
1: What a special year you're having, uh, Coach, as we get ready for the state playoffs to begin. Um, just kind of, if you would, give our listeners a look at what this journey's been like. Anywhere you look, you're the number one team in the state, 28-1 and one so far. Um, would you kind of give... Our listeners, just a look at what the season's been like.
2: Well, um, you know the record is great and all. Um, we've, we've had a great year uh, for sure. Um, everybody right now is zero and zero, as we all know. But you know, so far this year, uh, you know, we had a lot of experience returning from last year. We had a great year last year too. Um, we had a lot of girls returning. Um, That played a lot of basketball for us. Um, So we had probably as as an experienced team as I've ever had. And I ran on the coast for sure. And, and, you know, we try to challenge our kids a little bit, and they answered every challenge. We tried to schedule up. We did a little travel to play some tougher competition, and they have answered the call every night.
1: Coach, when you look at, and I saw this cited in one of your recent interviews, but I wanted to highlight it as well, uh, I work in the kill, I work in Hancock County, uh, and I've heard this, this league reference several times. Can you tell our listeners, maybe not as familiar, uh, the youth setup and the little league type uh, basketball system that Hancock County and your area has going, uh, really a, a great feeder system for you?
2: Right. So, you know, the Hancock County Youth Basketball League is probably one of the best basketball leagues for youth that I am aware of. Uh, One of our assistant coaches, actually both of our assistant coaches, Coach Derek Peterson, he coached in the Hancock Youth League for years. And then our other assistant coach, Coach Jeremy Garriga, he's still involved with it and is heavily involved in it Um, and has just ensured that it has stayed, you know, as is, in addition to a lot of other people, you know, I don't want to get into names because there's so many of them, but every single player on our team has came through that system uh-huh. and came through that league. So, you know,
1: they know how important basketball is to Hickok County because they've been doing it since they were five. Coach, when you look at it, a name you mentioned there, uh, Coach Derek Peterson, a Peterson name, uh, certainly uh, transfers over county lines. I'm a Picayune guy. I played uh, four um, for uh, Coach Peterson as well, to late, great uh, Coach Pete. And so would you kind of right. speak to the way that potentially you have to lean on your assistants, if not, correct me, but being an athletic director, I know uh, just trying to line up an interview with you today, uh, you have to put out fires all over the place. So kind of speak to how important that staff is. Well, I, you know, we've been together for several years.
2: Um, This is certainly not our first year together. Uh, So I definitely lean on both of those guys a lot. Just, you know, we're all basketball coaches, but I I do lean on Coach Derek Peterson on the offensive side a little bit and Coach Garriga, he's on the defense side a little bit, which is, I would say, what, you know, their focus is most of the time. Um, But, yeah, you're right. I do lean on them. been putting out fires today trying to, you know, trying to make sure
1: we got lights working for a baseball game, that issue there. So it's just sometimes it's one thing after another. Coach, I was able to see uh, see y'all play two times this year. The most recent, a district title win over um, Pascagoula. And setting up my equipment, getting ready to call Pickune and Pascagoula guys later that night. I didn't see a bad shot taken. I know that y'all were trying to waste away a clock a, a bit. Uh, late in that one, but speak to y'all shot selection and, and and the leadership that gets y'alls gets y'all's uh good looks. I didn't see a bad shot. I wanted to tip my cap to you and and your team. It was great basketball to
2: watch well, I appreciate that i you know I can't take a lot of the credit for that you know, we obviously do have the things that we run offensively, but you know. Our players we have right now, they have more freedom than any team I've probably ever coached in my career to kind of, you know, to say it any other way, just to do their thing. Um, and they play so well together, you know. I know you saw just some of the passes and some of the play without the ball and getting themselves in position to score. They they do it really well. Um, so, you know, that is a credit to our players is just knowing how to play.
1: Coach, in your background, um, does this Hancock community, especially the basketballs, does it remind you of of how you grew up? I saw a, I guess one of the most recent articles was written by one of your hometown papers. Normally, that's going to go if it's going on currently in their community, but for them to kind of follow your career and, and write a piece on you, tell us what your basketball or athletic background was from where you're from, and maybe if any of this mimics that, or if it's a totally different experience.
2: So, I grew up in Brookhaven, Mississippi, and I went to a 2A school, West Lincoln, which was a huge basketball school, it still is, um, A former Hancock County graduate, Alyssa Adams was the head coach there for the last three or four years, wow. and she has some really good things there, and she goes, they're a 2A school, and they're filling the gym for basketball games every single night. So I, I compare where I came from a lot to Hancock County and what basketball means to them. It's just a little bit larger scale. We're a 6'8 school. That was a two eighth school. But still small community feel. Everybody knows everybody. Lots Coach, of similarities. That's why I love it so much.
1: Coach, you mentioned um, freedom. Talk to us about Brooklyn Cuevas, her, her thought process when she's out, you know, Often you'll hear good guards as being described as kind of an extension of what the staff wants out on the court. Is is she that type of player um, for you? She's certainly fun to watch.
2: Well, yes, she's definitely fun to watch. She's fun to coach, that's for sure. I'm glad she's on our team. Um, But she's played for us for four years. um, so She's been around us a lot. And so I guess she's played well over 100 games for us. So she certainly knows what we want and, you know, kind of how we want to attack certain things, you know. And she's also, she's a smart basketball player herself. You know, if we don't, I, I asked her a question in practice today about something she had saw from watching film herself. So she, she knows what she's doing as well. So, you know, it's easy to
1: give those types of players the freedom to, you know, kind of attack it the way they see it. Coach, earlier in the interview, you mentioned last year and the incredible success y'all had and, and the end to that season of really a, a kind of a shockwave across the state to see um, that team not be able to qualify for the playoffs. I know this doesn't help the seniors from that group a year ago, but... Your staff That's that right. returned and, and your players. What what did y'all kind of learn from that, and how have y'all been able to to use that in a positive way this year?
2: Well, I, you know, I got I have to give our kids credit. You know, they know what happens, um, and the only thing that I asked of them, I, you know, I would use the word devastated. They were devastated. I was devastated. We knew it was possible because, you know, we had that we had an injury to Jenna Garriga that we were able to recover from, but then we had a late injury to Angela James that we that just hurt us even more. Um, and but so we knew it was possible because everybody in our division was extremely talented. The the league games that last year had been competitive all year, so we knew there was gonna be one good team left at home. Um, and our kids I thought we we played hard. We gave it all we had, we just you know, we, we just didn't get it done. But I just asked them, as players and coaches, we knew why we didn't make the playoffs. We could watch it on film and see. And just everybody had to take ownership of it. And they did. And I feel like our coaches have, and, you know, fixed some things that we probably need to fix. And here we are.
1: Coach, when you prepare for what you hope, and uh, which we certainly do as well, a deep playoff run, if you could, uh, and I know coaches like to do this anyway, but if you could pick a couple things that even as well as y'all have played in this gaudy record that you'd like to see uh, done a touch better or, or some things done differently to to end where you want this year to end.
2: Well, you know there. It, you know, sometimes in the playoffs, just game by game, you never know what an opponent's going to throw at you. So, you know, the one thing that I hope we do well going forward is just, regardless of what the other team's trying to throw at us or what they're doing, you know, we feel like we're ready for anything and everything that that might could be. So, regardless of what they're doing, we need to execute what we want to do and and obviously just keep playing defense the way we've been playing since the day they entered our program, and we think we'll be fine.
1: Well, Coach, we went – Wish you all the luck, man, and uh, best wishes as y'all get started. Friday night, that's a home affair, and that'll be a, a tough ticket to get, I assume. it should, What kind of atmosphere are you expecting in there Friday night, Coach? Uh,
2: you know, based on what these kids have done for our school and our community over the last two years and, you know, the success they've had, I'm really hoping that uh, they are able to play in front of a full gym Friday night. They deserve it. They've earned it, and I hope our people come out
1: and watch them absolutely well thank you for your time coach
2: you got it i appreciate you guys thank you coach it feels good to buy local whether you're supporting your community's small businesses family-owned restaurants or farm bureau insurance the local agents at farm bureau insurance are dedicated to always helping you protect what's important farm bureau insurance is headquartered right here in mississippi with local agents in your community If you're shopping for car, home, or life insurance in the Poppleville area, call Kate Amaker at 601-795-4585. Or, if you're in the Picayune Carrier area, call Robert Hester, Lane Fazand, or me, Ross Gilbo, at 601-798-2861. And go with the home team. Mississippi Farm Bureau Casualty, Southern Farm Bureau Life Insurance Company, Jackson, Mississippi.
1: We are now honored to be joined by Coach Grader up for the Popperville Hornets first year coach. And Coach, y'all, I know, took place in some jamboree action over the weekend and then officially got started uh, last night. So thanks for taking time for the podcast. I know it's a busy time of year for you. Hey, No
3: doubt, Clay. I appreciate you having me, man.
1: Coach, let's look at it, um, and we kind of did this off the air, but tell us about uh, your club last night, and I guess the official start, and anything that you would want to talk about that took place over the weekend as we're officially underway, man. It's, it's fun to have high school baseball started again in our state.
3: Yeah, you know, for me, it's the most exciting time of the year, right? And just – Kind of our, my message and kind of our theme and what we're trying to do is just establish a new culture, you know, um, just be tough day in and day out, you know, and, and I preach to them, you know, say there's 240 pitches in a game, both sides of the, you know, had both sides of the ball up. We're going to, we're going to be at it 110% every pitch. We're going to get after it every pitch. Don't take pitches off. And if there's 21 outs that they got to get us out on, on offense, the twenty-first one is just as hard as the first one, you know, to get us out. And we just grind in the box and let the cars fall as they, as they fall. You know, uh, we're going to get out seven, seven or more pitches. takes It's going to take to get us out. Um, now, some some at bats through the night. You know, I, th- I thought we'd give away some some at bats and uh, and kind of lingered there in the box. But uh, I thought we had some good at bats. You know, Isaias did a really good job, uh, mixing it up here and there. I wouldn't say it was his best performance, but, um, he certainly, he certainly made some pitches when he needed to. Uh, we hit some balls hard right at him. Um, defensively, they made some plays that made a difference in the game with Jake Johnson over there at first base, uh, picking a couple of balls and, uh, Braden Lee turned that double play with Jake picking a ball. Um, and at the back end of the game, Jake turns a double play at second base or first base to second base on a tag out at second. Um, so he made a difference offensively, defensively. Um, off- offensively for us, I think we we did a really really good job defensively for us. Um, it's pretty clean as far as on defense pitching. We did okay early on. You know, we we left some out there. I think we, I think we walked eight in total over the course of the game, four by Braden, three by Zeke, one by Aiden on the back end. Um, it's just free runners, you know. And and uh, you give you give Pro River Central extra runners, and they're able to execute. You're in trouble, you know. No matter who they got in the lineup, if they can they can execute and they practice and they're prepared for that. So. Um, I don't think a 5-1 ball game was completely vindicative to how we played. Um, It felt a lot closer to us, closer of a game than a 5-1 ball game. But J.J. came up with a big hit after we put some runners on um, in that fifth inning, I think it was. And um, kind of opened the game up. But up until then, I think it was a 3-1 ball game. And I thought we played pretty solid I thought we took a step forward as far as a program last night
1: coach when you look at it your first game as a a head coach comes against a group that you spent so much um, time Mm -hmm. with was was that pre-scheduled before uh, you and coach Hawthorne made the move um, to Popperville or is that just uh, the way that the schedule made and then let's kind of talk about how special and how, uh, I'm going to use the word weird or funky that may have been, uh, you're calling these kids JJ, uh, kind of by some nicknames there and, and Johnson and, and the way that you know those kids that had to be special and weird all at the same time last night.
3: Yeah. Uh, no, we, it wasn't, it wasn't planned, um, prior to anything happening. Once I got down here and, Looking at the schedule, we had a ton of openings. So, of course, I started fishing around, and me and Walter were thinking, was like, "Hey, man, let's let's make an invitation, invitational. that's going to open up every year. You know, me and you, home and away." I was like, "Cool, let's do it." You know, and it's an opportunity for me to see them and and have a thing, and 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 it's a good atmosphere. We get to play a good program two times to open up the season. I mean, who wouldn't want to do that? So uh, so yeah, I mean it's it's good. And as far as it being weird, um, we played a little bit this summer against them, so it kind of got that weirdness out a little hmm. bit. But I know hmm. for Hawthorne, uh, he was like, "Man, this is <laughs> this is something else." You know. he's like, "I'm over here wearing green at hmm. the Blue Devil Stadium, playing against the Blue Devils that I've coached at for 12 years." So it was a little weird for him. Uh, for me, not so much because it's just going to have to happen you know it is what it is but uh but it was it was definitely a, definitely something i was looking forward to it was it was a good time it was a good time and look forward to it for the years to come a
1: former blue devil assistant so we'll kind of work backwards coach but i wanted to give i think our local listeners are uh pretty familiar with your story and some of your background but from ours across the state that may be not uh, so familiar, would kind of give us a, a background on how you ended up a, a bullpen catcher, I believe, for the Colorado Rockies and, and that journey to get there and then how you're coaching now at uh, Popperville High School. Kind of give us um, some, road, um, some road marks along the way and what, um, what's been your journey on this now coaching career, your first year there in Popperville.
3: Uh, well, um, the bullpen gig, it happened at the back end of my career. I mean, I was there at that double A, triple A range and I was getting up in age, 28 years old. Um, and kind of, I mean, as a professional athlete, that's, you're starting to get, starting to get aged at that point. Um, that's crazy, so, huh,
1: coach? I mean, I, I'm not going to yeah, disclose no my doubt. age, but that makes me feel old and now it as i'm at an age where i'm starting to see these juniors come through major league baseball and as on the high yeah. school level i'm calling some of my classmates uh son so it's just wild to hear you say that but that's a true statement
3: right right and look i'm 34 i feel like a spring chicken still but, yeah, there you go uh there's there's no doubt i can't do what i used to do uh but anyway uh no so so i ended up um, hiring on with the Rockies, doing the bullpen catching gig for a little bit, and uh, made my way back home shortly after that. Uh, got picked up, started coaching at PRC, got a good start there, you know, um, learned a lot under Coach Walter and, you know, different stuff. And, and I'll say this, he's, he's about as good as he gets when it comes to managerial. Moves and stuff. He, he's very good at managing the game, and I learned a lot from that. Um, but you know, uh, prior to that, you know, I went to school at Community College over here at Pearl River, went to Southern Miss, played ball there at those two places, and then eventually, you know, got the uh, free agent signed with the Rockies and played those six years and extremely grateful for that and, um, was able to experience a lot of different. Stuff that you don't experience in South Mississippi, um, and was, you know, I'm grateful that I had a chance to play six extra years of baseball out of out of college. But it all just kind of got me to got me prepared for this situation. And and honestly, you're not really prepared until it happens. Kind of like having a baby, right?
1: <laughs> sure. <laughs>
3: so like, oh, we're ready. Oh, yeah, I thought I was ready. But <laughs> yeah. um, But no, it, you know, everything's led me to this point, and. And the people along the way that i've passed have have helped prepare me um so uh, i'm excited about the new journey and uh, i feel like everything's going the right way
1: coach when you look at it we had a similar conversation with coach avalon a a week ago um, about his facilities but tell the listeners about the the recent renovations and Really, man, you've, you're walking into a really good situation in, in Popperville as far as the facilities uh, go there. Kind of tell our listeners about uh, the recent upgrades, and it looks beautiful, man, just getting a chance to see the way that that uh, baseball diamond has kind of changed over the years. No doubt. Um, yeah, I kind
3: of walked into a little gold mine here, mm-hmm. you know, as far as, as the facilities. I mean, um, the school district and everything has got matching brick around the whole entire place, which looks really, really good. You got a nice breezeway coming down to the football and baseball facilities. And then when you get down there, both facilities are turfed. Uh, As far as the coaching side of maintaining the field, all I got to do is mow the field, you know, and that's great. That's a, that's a 30 to 45 minute job. Taking care of some grass, which is not a big deal. It's a, kind of therapeutic in a sense, but uh, you ain't got to drag dirt. You don't have to uh, paint lines, which is fantastic. <laughs>
2: um, uh-huh.
3: You know, we're working on expanding our batting cage right now, a little lean to, just some extra practice area. But it looks really, really good, and I think it's uh, something our players can take pride in and uh, and be enthusiastic when they show up with facilities like this. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm 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 extremely grateful to to have these facilities and and really enjoy the, the
1: fact that I have them. Coach, how how important was it to you to be able to bring uh, Coach Hawthorne with you? He was a long time assistant. Y'all worked together at Pearl River um, Central. He's a Blue Devil uh, kind of through and and through. And so to be able to get him to come with you um, to Popperville, how big a move was that? Uh, from your standpoint?
3: Well, uh, for me, as far as being comfortable and having somebody that's, that knows my thoughts, um, it was extremely important. Um, you know, and, and, and we joked around about it over the course of the years that we coached together at Pearl River, and it was on a low level. It was nothing serious. And when it got to that point, and I was like, man, you know, i I don't know if it's gonna happen, you know. Kobe's a blue devil all his life. Mm-hmm. So we talked and, and it ended up working out, but you know, Kobe's just one of those guys that I can just look at him and he'll say exactly what I'm thinking because we spent enough time with each other. Um, especially on the field, he'll be like, Coach, what do you think about this? And I was like, It was about to come out of my mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, so having the ability to have someone there, um on, as, uh, on the side, is thinking the same way you're thinking, and and is going to be on the same page is is really big, especially for the beginning of a program or trying to, you know, create a new mark in a program. So uh, it's been extremely important. But I'm I'm not going to downplay any of my other assistants. Coach Needless, who is already here. He's doing an absolute fantastic job with the middle school um and and as far as like game preparation for high school he's i can't do i can't do much without him i mean he he's very organized he's in front of a lot of stuff that we need to be in front of um chandler helps him a good bit chandler's in three sports so you know he's pulled from three different directions but he's he's doing the best he can and he's doing a good job and then kyle uh, Kyle's got some experience with, with Coach Avalon over there, so his his experience with him, and then he coached in Columbia. Um, he's doing a really good job with the hitting side of it, and uh, and me and him, you know, work work alongside with pitching and and some other facets. Uh, I kind of give each and every one of my assistants an area to get after, and I just kind of helicopter, you know, bounce from one place to another, and and kind of put in my two cents and, you know, make decisions. But, man, you know, I I believe that a head coach is only as good as his assistants, and I think i got a really good core,
1: you know. Coach, would you give us a preview um, of your team, this 2024 uh, Popperville Hornets club uh, when you look at – let's start defensively, and and when we start defensively, uh, some guys that you can highlight uh, out on the bump, on the mound for the Hornets, who's going to – log a bunch of innings for you coach
3: well um i wanted to uh brayden babiowski and emil pace and not in a certain order um Braden obviously started last night because emil is a little slower at recovery right now so i was giving him two extra days um to be ready to go on thursday plus he's trying to deal with a wrist injury but uh, you got Braden and Emil on the bump. As far as my two guys, um, as far as defensively, um, Ty's really good in the outfield. He's got some speed. He's gonna run the outfield. Uh, depending on who, like if Emil's pitching, Ty's gonna be center field. If, if Emil's out there, which is a really good defensive player as well, um, Ty'll slide to right. Ian's going to be an impact guy, both offensively and defensively. Ian McGee, um, Brock is Brock is our left fielder. He's going to fill some innings as a relief guy. Um, he's he's one of our better bats in the lineup. He's our three hole guy, and he's a guy that can make a difference in the lineup. Um, Mills our leadoff. Ties are. How's our two possibly nine hole as far as floating back and forth there? Uh, because his, his speed just, he creates havoc on the base pass. Um, and he's a freshman, you know, sure. eventually as he gets, as he gets better, he's going to be a staple at the top of the lineup. Um, you know, we got, we got Braylon, our catcher. Um, he moved in from Franklin over to Summer and he's, Inserted himself and took pride in what he does, and he's became a captain as far as leading the team back there behind the plate, and he's a he's a good bat in the box. We got Preston, follows him in the in the five spot, uh, third baseman, and if he's not playing third, he's DH for somebody because he's a he's a dangerous bat. Uh, Braden, which I mentioned being on the mound, he also plays first base. He's our he's our sixth guy. Following him, Peyton Picasso is our seven hole shortstop. He's a junior. He's uh he's in a good place right now. He hasn't really seen much success offensively, but he's in a good place. Um Chase is our eight or nine depending on where Ty falls. He's our soft he's our freshman, second baseman. He's got an opportunity to be pretty good down the road. Um but you know, I think up and down our lineup, we've got the potential to be very competitive. We've got some youth in there, but, um, but that's okay. You know, um, down the road, that'll pay off. So I, I think we're in a good place. It's just developing those younger guys and then expanding on the older guys, you know, to up their game some.
1: Coach, when you look at it, uh, Coach Walter there, Prover Central, who we'll have on this show, too, we'll interview him um, later today. He he was always, you know, best players going to play, regardless of um, kind of their classification, what age group they may be. It sounds like you're um, certainly using that philosophy. How cool was it to see a young guy, and you mentioned him in your lineup and in your outfield alignment, but Ty Keys to have the kind of success he had in football and a way that confidence may – Carry over to the baseball.
3: Yeah, and I fully expect. And I was talking to someone the other day, like Ty. As far as a body, look at him. He's he's he he's a good looking kid. Yes, he is on the field. Um, but I I see Ty taking the same track as he did in football. You know, get looks early, and then if he can get get it going, he becomes a bigger role. Um. Now, now, don't don't take it for granted. He he is a guy that's going to be in the lineup, you know. But but what I mean by the earlier statement is, is maybe he is kind of down there at the bottom, um, and then works his way to the top. But let's be honest, you're only a nine-hole hitter the first time through the lineup. Sure. Once that lineup turns over, he's now a new leadoff for us. So then then if you look at him being in front of a meal, so you got Ty Meal, um, Ty Meal Ian, you got three runners. Um, right there at the top of your lineup. One is rolling the lineup over and then the two to start it. So um, hopefully he doesn't see that as a demotion because it's certainly not. It's a strategic placement. Um, but, yeah, I fully see him growing through this year and becoming a a higher importance guy, like carrying, carrying uh, more leverage innings, you know, um, he had a rough outing against Picky, give up seven in the first against him, and it was very self-inflicted. You know, I think he scored seven runs off four hits, a lot of walks hit by pitch. Um, but if he can develop as an arm, he's, he's ready as an outfielder, but if he can develop as an arm, he becomes a lot more of a player for us. And then, of course, he's got to put the ball on the ground. He can beat it out. With his with his speed and then he's dangerous on the bases, so he's on the cusp. But he's also not, he's also a freshman, and uh, no matter what he looks like, he's still a freshman, and he's got to develop, and and he will, he will. You know, we're gonna push him. So
1: it's a humbling game, isn't it, Coach? It's a little bit different in a sense, not that it's a, a easier or harder game, but it, the development may come slower on this side just because of the the different technique and the different things that are are asked um, from him um, during this. And I like what you said, the Jamboree, you match up on what I think is going to be a really good uh, Picayune, uh team. Who else did y'all see on Saturday, Coach? Did y'all see Biloxi, or who else did y'all see? Uh,
3: we played Pascagoula. Pascagoula, okay. Um, I, would say, I would say we saw their middle-of-the-road arms. They threw some lefties at us. Uh, we, we left some – on the ball during that game. You know, we made an error at first base to tie the game up. They tied the game up on that error. Um but, you know, we we uh we flew out seven times in that game over the course of four innings and, you know, that's just that's not gonna get it done. Um and when I say fly outs, I don't mean like deep fly balls just missed it. I mean just fly ball in the infield short fly balls in the outfield. Um, at bats that weren't completely competitive, um, so which I was I was glad to see that we uh, had turned the page last night and we were real gritty in the box and we played we played low with the ball when we hit we had a few pop ups but definitely wasn't seven through four innings you know you're looking at seven free basically three outs just catch it out of uh, twelve outs in a four four inning game.
1: Coach, when you look at y'all's district that you'll compete in, kind of, uh, kind of give us a preview of, of what you expect to see once y'all get into region play.
3: Um. Well, I'm not real familiar with Bay and Green County, just because down there in Pearl River, we didn't really play them. Sure. Uh, we played Pass every year, and and I know Ricky's going to have those those guys ready to go. Um. I have heard some good things about Bay that they're that they're on that they're going to be a scrappy team and also green county um i just don't know personnel or anything about that It's something they gotta they gotta dive into and kind of start looking at some stuff but i know that passes got got an arm i think it's a case that's going to be their number one um he's going to be a, he's going to be a tough pitcher to beat um but that's what that's what every team is mm-hmm. going to have they're going to they're going to have a guy that you got to beat you know um, and it just is what it is. And if once you get in the playoffs there's probably gonna be two guys you gotta sure. be as you get deeper. So, um, you know, pitching depth is gonna be key for us, which we don't have a lot of right now. We've got a lot of we got a lot of guys that are the same. Um, we just need some guys that are gonna be separators from the group and be something different, something that they can do better. Um, you know come in to be a fire stopper, you know, we need that guy. We need a guy that's gonna fill some innings in the middle, um, kinda of digressing, getting off on that. But as far as the district, I think it's gonna be a pretty competitive district. I think uh um Moss Point can always be dangerous. They've they've usually got a lot of speed and, and they're um they're going to get after it, you know. So we'll see. I, I don't know. I think it's. I think there's going to be some parity within the district. It's just going to be execution within those games. It's going to separate. But I fully anticipate, you know, because we see past the first series. I fully anticipate past to be, you know, a real gritty, tough team to beat, especially with Niekas on the mound. <laughs>
1: Well, Coach, I appreciate your time, man. Good luck in your first season there, and try to keep uh Coach Hawthorne and, and that group straight. But I do appreciate your time, and and we look forward to calling some uh, Popperville Hornet baseball at some point this season.
3: Yes, sir. I appreciate you having me. And hey, look, it's a tough task keeping Hawthorne in check. <laughs> so we're
1: gonna
0: work on it. All right. Thank you, Coach. All
3: right, Clay. I see. You. All Perfect. right, bud.
0: Since 2017, Cruz Law Firm has provided a variety of legal services to their clients in South Mississippi. Their team will work hard for you to get the results that you need. You'll always be given the utmost respect and your case will be treated with the priority that it deserves. Cruise Law Firm works with the security title and is a member of the American Land Title Association. They have two locations to serve you at 1016 6th Avenue in Vicksburg and 300 Highway 11 Suite 4 in Poplarville, or you can give them a call at 769-242-2500.
1: We are now pleased to be joined by head coach of the Pearl River Central Blue Devils on the baseball side, Coach Neil Walter. Coach Walter's got a state title uh, to his ledger in the high school ranks. Neil, thanks for taking time for the podcast.
3: I'm always good to talk to you, Coach.
1: Coach, let's look at it um, as we're – I know both excited that high school baseball is underway in our state. I know you've got some jamboree baseball under y'all's belt and then an official game last night. So kind of catch our listeners up to speed on uh, the jamboree affairs and then the games last night, and then we'll talk more about your club. All
4: right. Well, the, the, the jamboree, we were uh, – just some good things, some bad things. That's going to be an old jamboree. So. Able now that you know they're not games, they're scrimmages and they're played difference. You can't really read much into the scores, but um, we did uh, pull up the scrimmage eight nothing the first one, two to one the second one, uh, and and you know it sounds like the pitcher. You know they gave up one hit. they also walked nine in eight innings, so we got bailed out. You know double play and and uh um, just just got bailed out in some innings with, with with some big pitches when we needed them, and and offensively we we did what we have to do to be successful, and let's play the small game, five infield hits, three bunt hits, um, so so some good things there, some, some some things we didn't execute, but but that's why you play that jamboree, uh, and then last night, it was a 5-1 and a pretty chilly ball game, and I thought it was, you know, I thought we, we pitched it well, um, they brought a guy in late who had good stuff, just uh, couldn't find the zone a little bit, we end up winning that one 5-1, wasn't a lot of uh hits either way but uh but there were some hard hit balls both sides um so uh um, you know and, and I, look Popville has uh they look they look better they look better and they're well positioned and it helps that coach Grader got that pretty good scouting report too but uh, <laughs> yeah. he had some kids right where they needed to be and we get we had a couple pretty solid balls and I'm like, man, that's down, that's down, and well, nope, that's now, you know. So, um, you know, I thought both teams, obviously, uh, made some mistakes and can get better, and we will. And it was uh, a lot of the stuff was was similar, you know, bunt defense and stuff like that. We had to change some signs and stuff like yeah, that. At least our, our kids were, you know, I wanted to see if they would be able to uh, make an adjustment to a new sign system, and, and, and they were able to.
1: Coach, when you look at it, I don't think we've done an interview where you hadn't mentioned uh, bunting the baseball or, or small ball. Kind of tell us what that looks like from a from a batting practice standpoint. Like, what do y'all's uh, reps look like to try to mimic, um, of course, the bunt game? That's going to be pretty simple. But even uh, you mentioned infield hits. What's the the approach when it comes to batting practice to get some of those results from your hitters?
4: Well, every – Every single day, there's a bunk carousel, Now, that doesn't mimic real life bunting because you got people laying it in there, and we're just we're just we're just bunting. But um, at least twice a week, and I say twice a week because you know once we get in season, we're practicing only three days a week, sure, um, because because of the games. But um, and actually, when we get in the district, we're only be practicing twice a week because because we're playing Monday or uh, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. But um, so at least twice a week too, we'll get up there. And we're bumping for a hit. The the guys that bump for a hit, bump for a hit. The guys that sacrifice, they sacrifice, and we constantly uh, just work on it. And you know, talk about those those hits. And we explain it to them, and they get it. As they get older, they certainly get it. But they had, like for example, the jamboree. Their third baseman was playing about ten to twelve feet in front of the bag. Hmm. Two of our hits, get our hits. Because they're in a bunt defense, sure. So anyway, so so if they take it away, it just creates more opportunities too, and um, and yet so much with position. And If we can see the older kids, particularly, they can see uh, they can see if a defense is misaligned, or they can take advantage of something. They do it on their own. We had two guys uh, um, square around and, and try to bump for a hit last night on their own. So I'd say a third of our bunts aren't even called. It's just the kids doing it, so they buy into it. When they've seen the result, it works. And I know against some pictures you can, you can stand and just bang it, but you know, what happens if you've seen a guy who's pretty dang good and you're not going to rattle out 10 hits? Well, the, the small game doesn't leave you. And the small game shouldn't go in a slump.
1: Coach, when you look at it, and you mentioned it, I was going to save this question, but you already kind of mentioned it, y'all's format of those three district games in a week, what does that uh, do to you as a coach? Are you pleased with that or or not? And then uh, kind of the effect it's going to have on on the arms in your lineup, what do you think that's going to play out like, Coach?
2: Well,
4: we, we, we chose it. I mean, we could have had the option of two. We chose three. And part of it is, you know, we had we felt like we had to go with three anyway, because we, you know, of course we're in the district with West Jones, Havesburg, Terry, uh, Jim Hill. Um, we would have had to do what the coast did, or they would have had to do what was, you know, whatever. Because if one of us would have went with a two-game district, we wouldn't have found anybody to play on Saturday. Sure, groups.
0: good point. Because everybody
4: else is doing three games. <laughs> yeah. So the only way to get even approaching the twenty-eight games was us go with three, and then. We just chose to go Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, rather than – I know a lot of these guys are going uh, Tuesday, uh, Tuesday, Friday, Saturday, which is fine. And you can move games around for the rain, but but we still have that Saturday option. And, we, you know, we figured it probably didn't matter much as, as far as the pitching because um, you're still playing back-to-back days and games two and three. As far as that affects our pitching – I mean, look. I don't know who I'm starting tomorrow.
1: <laughs>
4: That's the thing. I I defy. I, dis- I I told the uh, assistants that the first time in 25 years that uh I didn't know our lineup last night until 30 minutes before the game. Not always a bad thing. Um. But but as far as pitching, it's I know who's going to throw Tuesday. Yeah. I, I don't know who's gonna start Tuesday. I don't I don't know after that. We're looking at matchups. We got a lot of inexperienced pitchers. Um I don't I, I hate when people say young, well we're young, we're young. That's a euphemism. Just say hey, we're back. <laughs> That's what they say. You know? Yeah. You know, you, you can be young and good. You know, I think we got good players, they're inexperienced. It, it's that that simple. So we don't know what we're gonna get necessarily, um, as far as in the zone and things like that. So I think that is is healthy because you've got these young guys competing. And and we have seen a lot of improvement from these arms. Um, it's been a long time since I haven't had you roll out three guys out there that can just deal, you know. Um, so it's going to be mixing and matching. And, and uh, you know, I think we're going to be very competitive early in the year anyway. I think we're going to be a good team. But I definitely think – We'll be a better team in April than we are in February. And that that's that's what matters.
1: Coach, you get uh we'll use the term inexperienced players and then um kind of a staff turnover. Coach Grader's on this episode with you. We mentioned in his interview, him and Coach Hawthorne going up uh to Popperville. So a a lot going on with your club. How much does that um uh, maybe Re-energize, or I know you like to manage things. The creative juices maybe flow a little bit more this year than than other years.
4: Right. Well, no, I mean, look, we had some things uh, uh, last night just because they just aren't used to the way that, that 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 we do things, and we're correcting those. But but let's think about. Look, this is this, this is the uh, this is the benefit of having a, having a program that is, has has put out some successful teams. Um, we lost two good ones in coach Grader and coach Mm Callsworn. we replaced them with coach rogers who coached a very successful program at south jones played in the juco world series when he played at colin you have uh coach fazan who who pitched an NI world series at carry when they went and then actually coached at carry for a year and then we got tyler graves coming in who who was an all-american so you know, it's tough to replace those two. We did as well as we could, and they're doing an awesome job. Um, so, so we're we're you know I, I know a lot of people over the summer, different coaches would would uh, call. me, hey, you know anybody looking for a job? You know, I need I need assistance. I need business, and it, it's a problem. It's a problem finding you know quality guys for a lot of these. You know, I mean, they just don't get an education, or they're they're not available, or or whatever. This is not allowed. We got it. I mean, we we got three awesome ones. Um, so um, that was that was a plus, and and um, so nobody wanted Coach Grader and Coach Alderman to leave, but we were prepared for the eventuality. And, and look, is it it's a great opportunity for both of them. Sure. I mean, shoot, I don't want an assistant that don't don't want to be head that, that doesn't want to be head coach. Right. You know. I mean, they they should have made me an opportunity to go someplace they like the situation. Man, go on and then we, we'll go out and find the best possible person we can to, to replace them, and uh the kids are man, the kids are picking up what they're what they're laying down, so so they're doing a good job.
1: Coach, tell us more um about this about this team. We've kinda talked about the arms and, and you putting that uh puzzle together, but tell us about the lineup, how how you'll think you'll fare. We know kind of your approach, we've talked about that. Uh, But some names that you look to be key contributors um, hitting the baseball for your club.
4: Well, as a team, if I were to describe them, I would say they are fast. Um, They're, they're really fast. I mean, they're, we got some guys that are still learning, you know, learning the game a little bit. And some guys, we had some guys last night, several, I mean, I'm trying to think. Three, four guys, five guys. I think that uh, first time they ever stepped in the box as a starter in a varsity game. Wow! So, but 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 they're they're really it, it's a fast team. You got four kids on the team that, that clocked a six six True. sixty, um, and, and two of them are freshmen, one sophomore. So uh, that that's going to have to be our identity. But, uh, you know, leadoff hitter J.J. Morale last night was uh, was one for two, two RBIs, walked twice. So he's on base three times. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, you know, you got those four seniors returning um, uh, Chapo, uh, Connor Dice, um, Jacob Johnson, Riley Wilson, who had that whole year under their belt. Jacob with two years under their belt. And they know the situation, they know what to do there. And, and East IS the lone senior that wasn't a hitter last year, I mean, he just goes too far with the triple last night, wow, so so you know we have those guys to to help i think bring along those those uh, those guys who haven't got the reps um that haven't been out there, so i you know I expect them to be solid um and then the bottom i mean, look, our eight batter last night was on base twice and got and laid a butt down um our nine batter is a a young kid freshman who runs a six six. Well, he's got to get him on base, and he's figuring it out. He's getting better every day, and that Kendall Morrison. So, uh, but we look Wesley Russell. We look up, and he he played, uh, got in varsity, two varsity played appearances against Stanislaus, who's a a very good team. And then he got, and then JV last night. So he's had five played appearances, been on base five times. Wow! So. So, you know, he has never stepped in a batter's box in a varsity game. And we're going to have to try to figure out, to, you know, get him in there. Is he ready? And, and we're going to find out there. Uh, Blake Gill, Blake Gill, We our biggest concern was, is he going to be able to catch a fly ball? Because <laughs> um, we, we know he could hit it. and. I mean, he's had seven hit to him. He's, he called all seven, so there that's a go. plus. So, <laughs> he, but, but, but we work on that. We play on that. And He's a kid. He played first base. Uh, so, I we don't have room for you. Let, let, let's get you out here and see if you, if you can play out there. And he's made the transition, been, done pretty well. Um, so, up and down, San, San, we look for Sam Jimenoa to have a lot better year. He didn't get hit last night, but he looked a lot better at the plate. He's made some adjustments. Coach Rogers got with him. And uh, we think that – that he's going to figure it out and he's going to be a big bat for us. It's just going to be, I don't know that, that we're going to have one or two guys that, that stand out. Eh? Uh, and it's not necessarily a bad thing to have a different guy every night, you know, that is the guy. So, um, especially when, you know, so many kids get into, man, I got to go two for three or I gotta go three for four. I think we have a lot of guys in that lineup that, man, you, you can go for three and have a good day.
1: Yeah, with that you, kind and of speed.
4: And, and you two hop the shortstop and knock in a run, I mean, that's a positive at bat. So if you can get people to buy into that and don't look at numbers so much and just look at that quality of bat, um, then, then you might have something going offensively.
1: So, Coach, I know – I think I remember this from you and Kane are coaching together. Both Cardinals guys. You're a Cardinal guy, right? Yes. So mid-80s, mid, mid 80s, late-80s type, type speed. I'm thinking of Vince Coleman uh, – what was it? Willie McGee and, and some of some yeah. of those guys. Is that what you're gonna put your Whitey Herzog hat on this year?
4: Yeah, well look, look, everybody gets into saber metrics and there is you know, look, there's some validity to it, but here's the problem with the saber metrics. It's only done at the major league level. Okay? Yeah. If someone did a saber metrics for high school, I promise you the numbers will be different. <laughs> yeah. Major leagues are saying, Hey, hey, you know, stealing's a bad play. Not in high school, you better run. Mm-hmm. And in the major leagues, they don't bunt because the numbers don't. And look, games are won with three-run home runs. Games are won in high school on e-sixes. Yeah, I mean
1: sure.
4: that, that's what happens. Almost every double, you know, all those all those ground balls are double plays. They're not here. Um, I think the key to to an offense in high school is just move the baseball, just move it. You know, you just move it, and and you make a lot of times, and especially with a small game. You make the worst decision makers in the world, which are males (laughs) aged 13 to 18, make a decision. Okay, we're gonna make them make a decision quick. Um, So that's why. So, so it is a numbers thing, but it's different numbers, different (laughs) variables. We're not punching in the variables and that for uh, for high school baseball. I think if we did, it'd be a lot different. You know, as far as sabermetrics goes.
1: Coach, Coach Grader uh, talked about the defensive play at first base for Johnson. I was aware, and I know he's recovering. But Kind of speak to him. Uh, I guess it's a famous line on Moneyball um, where Ron Washington, or the actor playing Ron Washington, is being asked, hey, anybody can play first, right? And he's like, no, that's not, not the case. So kind of talk about – his athleticism and, and what that brings at first base. He must have made a couple plays last night.
4: Yeah, he did. Uh, he did. Uh, Poplar had bases loaded in the fifth. Uh, uh, Brady Lee made, nice, uh, made a nice play, knocking it down. It was a hard hit ball. Steps on the back, throws it across, and Johnson picks it to get us out of the inning. No runs. And then in the seventh, um, when they're threatening him, we, we had some trouble throwing strikes. Walked the first guy, um, they... They hit a ball to first base. He tags, jumps, throws to second in time for a, a 3 6 double play. So two double plays helped us out a lot, and he was, he was a part of both of them. So he didn't have a – you know, he he was – offensively, he was, if not our best, our second-best guy Thursday. He didn't have a real good game offensively last night. That's okay because defensively, he saved us runs. And, shoot, I was looking – I was looking the other day, man. Ronald Acuna is probably the best player in the major leagues, right? Or right now?
1: I'm not going to argue with the coach.
4: Thirty (laughs) nine games last year, he went over. Mm. That's why I tell these guys, I'm like, really? Are you serious? (laughs) The, The best player in the world right now went 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 hitless almost a quarter of his games. Okay, it it happens, you know, you get over it. But but don't let offense affect defense. He doesn't do that. He does. He does a really good job over there. And he's long, which helps, you know, infielders. Infielders love throwing that big guy. Sure. They don't have to be quite as fine. And he's a former infielder. We don't know. We see in our program. We don't call first baseman infielders. They use a mitt you know they yeah. use a mitt so yeah. infielders are second base third base and shortstop and there's first baseman catchers who go together well he's a former infielder over there and if you can stick a former infielder anywhere uh especially a former high school infielder they're gonna be uh, they should be able to, to 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 pick it and and uh he he does a really good job there and and really bails out there's another one that it's not gonna be seen as a really good play but he gets that you know that long frame of his reaching out and he stays on the bag to catch one that was a little wide, which, you know, it's an easy play. If you're, if you're long and you can get out there, but we don't always have that. And so it's, so we we have someone who's five, eight over there guys on base. Um, So it, it, it's that sort of stuff. Look, we've, we've made in 20 innings, even including JV, we've made one error. And I'm telling you right now, they kicked that call. It wasn't even an error. So, um, you know, the defense has been there.
1: How does the that help the confidence on the mound, Coach, especially if you're running out some inexperience to to know, hey, yeah. a ball is going to be caught behind you?
4: Yeah, well, I mean, it it, it helps. Hopefully it will encourage these guys to throw strikes. Sure. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, um, that's been our issue. And, and, of course, we're big in in the fall. It's so like, look, let it eat go because how are you ever going to develop an arm if you don't use it so i think they're they've gotten better velocity they're throwing harder they've just got to figure out the new them and, and and find the zone and we'll get there we'll get there we don't know um it's a process and we just have to trust it
1: coach i think we talked about this uh last time we were on but i want you to, to discuss it again if you would your your facilities there you've seen um you've certainly seen it change over your time there at Pearl River Central, something you can really be proud of uh now. Kinda of tell our listeners uh the upgrades around your your ballpark and then maybe the last time we visited or the time y'all were about to play a game on some turf that had just been kind of approved of or said that you can go get after it. So how has that turf kinda of played out for y'all? Uh, coach, and especially a guy that likes to bunt so much, how much has it maybe even changed that facet of, of that game?
4: Yeah, well, it, it changed at home certainly because now our bunts on third base don't roll into the dugout because, you know, <laughs> landed before. Yeah. But, uh, you know, what I used to do, though, uh, when it was a grass field, old, old Coach Stocks, about years ago, 10 years ago, 11 years ago, he came over and he looks at me and he's like, what are, you, what are you doing? I said, what, what do you mean? He's like, look at this, and see you. You know, you mow the infield at like say one and three quarters, right? <laughs> well, I mowed a ten foot stretch about thirty feet down the very base at two and a half inches, so it's thick. He goes, sure. he goes, you're doing this because you bunt so much. I said, if you don't like it, Ken, you can you come over here and mow the field? You know, I said <laughs> yeah. that's how I'm, I'm doing it. It's your home so you field, see, huh? <laughs> yeah. So the, you know, we we can't do that sort of stuff, but the bunts roll true. Um, but the you know the biggest thing, obviously, it looks nice. We have, we have the turf. We have uh, you know, the black vinyl looks great around there We we scooted the foul territories In to make it more hitter friendly and, um, and the bullpens Are wonderful, I mean we got a double set Right there by our dugout So we can really monitor guys um, You know, when, when hey they're about to go in a game And, and we can kind of get somebody over there And still be engaged in what's going on in the game And still coach them uh, we, have, we have a new concession stand Which was in use for the first time Last night and it's awesome that, you know, the girls got, got on their own side too. It's, it's, it's two really good, um, good, uh, areas for them, plenty of room. And, and, and I think, you know, I know that they're pleased with it as well. Um, so the new restroom facilities. Um, it, it's really nice and there, there's still some things, you know, we kind of, we kind of want to do and got some ideas for it. I'm still waiting. I'm still waiting on, uh, we just haven't been able to do it. I know a couple of years ago, I've been talking about it. Um, getting that uh, that Fenway style scoreboard, mm, so I got the lights.
2: Mm, mm. I got the
4: light. I bought them from the same people that Fenway buys them from. Wow. So and that stuff still, still works. Sure. I just need to get it built and, and whatnot. But the but, but the biggest thing that that the facilities have done is that other than the times where the school said, hey, we can't practice because of severe weather coming in, we haven't missed a
0: practice.
4: Wow. I mean, since that's been laid down, we got these. Uh, they make these all weather balls. That same weight, same feel as a baseball, and uh, they dry out in 24 hours. Um, so we're look. It's raining. We're doing bunt defenses. We're bunt. We're doing. We're, we're doing that stuff. We may not hit on the field just because we don't want you know to be out in the grass. We don't want fielders out in the grass tearing it up in the outfield. But but we're we're practicing. We haven't missed again. We haven't missed a day on the field since we were first allowed to get on it. Um, other than like I said, hey, might be a tornado coming, you all can't practice after school. Sure. And that's it. That's so awesome. that that's been great. Um and, and and it it's helped us a lot. I mean, look they know every day it's it's not just gonna be, hey, just go to the cage and we're gonna hit for an hour and a half and go home. Uh they know that we're gonna do something every day.
1: Coach, I know you're a guy that's going to be well aware of your competition. Kind of give us a look um, at your district uh, and what that's probably going to play out like um, this year or some highlights on on district opponents.
4: Yeah, I don't don't know much about Jim Hill and Terry. I know that obviously they haven't been real successful the last few years. Uh, I think that Terry probably has a guy that can you know, if he's in baseball, shoot, anybody can, can, mm. can have a day. Lynn sure. Barker threw a perfect game one year for the Indians in the 80s, and he had, like, above 60 ERA for the season. Yeah? Sure. It, so any, anybody can be good for a day. Um, but, but I think that, you know, their program isn't where it once was, but um, I'm sure they're going to play hard and, 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 uh, and challenge for a playoff spot. You know, the, the two I'm most familiar with is Wes Jones, who's, like, every year going to be probably the best defensive team. And they're really good every year uh, defensively. They're 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 pretty dang good on the mound, and they're you know at, at home they're pretty dang good offensively. And and and, and if you don't you know you, you make some make some mistakes up in the zone, they're not bad away from home. So they're just a solid program all the way around. Trade does a, a great job with them. Um, so they're always going, you know at least say always. I don't foresee them not being um, a, a, a one of the top teams in their region um, for a while. You know, they're always going to be there. If you discuss, hey, these guys go to the state finals. West Jones' name's going to come up, sure. And they got the Clark kid who probably is, is, is the top pitcher in Six A South right now. There's some other good ones, but but he's 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 really good. And He's going to run out there. Ninety ninety one with the with the breaking ball to go with it, and then you add in, oh yeah, they play really good defense behind him too, so he's gonna be good. I don't know what they got behind him, but I know they're gonna be they're gonna be coached well, and, and, and they're gonna be they're gonna be some strike throwers. So we're gonna have to play well to beat them. Um, Haverford, they're gonna run.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: You know, I say I say we're fast. Well, they're pretty fast too, um, and they are all the time. I mean, you know, I think the key with Hattiesburg is one, keep a leadoff guy on base, and two, keep that ball out of the air. Mm. The smoky Harrington's no fly zone. Yeah. I mean, they will—they mm-hmm. just track it down. So put some pressure on them, and it's always—it's—it's it's a good matchup. Uh, PRC Hasburg uh, has been—you know—since we started playing them. I think back back in 2016, um, and, and I was. <laughs> People around here weren't real excited about this district, not because of the teams, but because of the travel. Sure. But I'm glad we're playing Hasburg. And, you know, that when it came out, the coach for Hasburg, uh, Coach Barham, texted me and was like, man, I'm, I'm glad we're getting this matchup again. Um, so it, but it's a lot of fun. And uh, they're a team that you can't even look at their record. I think a couple of years, years ago, uh, Hancock played them. And they had like six wins at the time. And DeWitt, that's the best 6 one team I've ever seen. Um, they just, uh, and, and they were, they were a relatively inexperienced team then. And, um, I think they got a lot of those out I know they have one kill. I can't remember his name. They got one kill on the mound who's pretty doggone good. He's a little sidewinder that, uh, is going to be mid upper eighties. And, uh, he threw, actually threw a no hitter last night against Meridian. Wow. So, um, so he's, he's, he's pretty solid. I don't, you know, I don't know what they have behind him, but offensively, Hattisburg's going to be Hattisburg. You know, if, if they can apply some pressure, um, you know, watch out! It's kind of how you deal with it. It'll be a maturity thing. It'll be how well do we take a punch, you know? And when we when we're up to gonna me, how well does Hasburt take a punch? And and so we'll see. Because you're going to take them throughout the year. Mm-hmm. It's going to be how you respond to them. And uh, that's that's a really good test because PRC Hasburt game is, and PRC West Jones game is playoff atmosphere, regardless of whether it's regular season or not.
1: Yeah, that's two good uh, two good matchups there and a, a lot of fun. Coach, I'm so glad high school baseball is upon us. It's always cool to catch up and a visit with you. Good luck to your Blue Devils. We're going to try to get out that way some and, and call some of your action if y'all will have us, and uh, yeah. we look forward to a fun year.
4: Come on, anytime.
1: Thank you, I Neil. I appreciate it. Thank you, you Coach.